how great God is to give us the gift of faith that we're able to gather here on this most holy night. How grateful we are that God has invited us to come into this garden of flowers, garden of life, garden of music, word of God. How grateful we are to God for inviting us to share in the banquet of life, to have given us the gift of baptism as you, we will move into the other portion of this liturgy. God has given us himself. You know, many times when I meet a couple, whether they were married you know, for a couple of years or 50 years or whatever it is, I often ask them, how did you get to know each other? What happened to you? Who noticed whom? And, and they begin to talk. And it seems like the topic is pretty long because they give me the details because they remember. They remember what happened. They remember what occurred. And they remember it with sort of pleasant memories very often. But here today, when we gather for this Easter liturgy, Easter vigil, what we see here is God and we as human beings together, we have a story to share, a story of love. It began with the creation. As we know, God created this whole world for us, that we may honor him, to we praise him. He invited us to share in his life Whatever the Lord did for us, he saw it was good, was pleasing, was something beautiful for us. We heard the whole story, as you know, here probably at the National Shrine. We we hear all the readings, by the way. You know, there's seven plus eight and plus nine. So we have nine readings plus we have eight responsorial psalms which means our, we are very much enriched by God's word. But why would God give us so many readings on this Easter Vigil? Why? Because yesterday, as we know, we went through the sufferings and dying of the Son of God. And this evening, tonight, we're going from the passage of death into life the passage from death of our Lord into his life, into resurrection. So why would the Lord give us so many readings? Because he wants us to take us on a journey, on a journey of love. What did he did for us? And how he called Abraham. And then how he called Moses. And the gifts that he has given to us freed us from the slavery. He also told us that not only he led us out of slavery, but then how he chose us through the prophet Isaiah, Baruch, and, and, and Ezekiel. We heard the story of his relationship with us, that he has not forgotten us, that he's with us, that he will always be there for us and always be there and granting us special graces, gifts of knowledge, understanding, so that we may follow him. That's why we have all these readings, because we kind of enter into this meditation, this contemplation of God's Word, so that we may understand the love story of God, the love story that God has given to us. 
God is tied to us. Yes, we can have a scientific perspective on this world. The scientific perspective cannot grasp the love with which we were formed, the love that this world is sustained by, and also the brokenness that we have experienced. As in the book of Barak and Ezekiel, we reminded that we have gone astray, we have followed, we have not been faithful to God, and yet God has not forgotten us. The liturgy of the Easter Vigil is so rich. As we begin, you might have already forgotten, we started outside. We started outside with the light, the light of Christ. We blessed the fire because of the fire by night, cloud by day, that is God's presence, His presence, the light of Christ. And we then lit the candle, the Paschal candle, we followed Him. All of us followed him. We carried our own light because God, Christ has enlightened us to the truth, to know who we are, what is our destiny, where we are to go. So we followed him with our own light. And then Father Gabe sang beautifully, the exalted is known. Rejoice, O heavenly flowers, rejoice. Choirs of angels rejoice. Why? Because we have a redeemer who's risen, who is here with us, is the story of salvation. God has sent his only son so we may have life. And so we sang of the praises of the light who is Christ, the praises that which gave us a completely different way of looking on this world through Christ, through the prism of Christ, we see the world in a different way. Yes, we still see the realities of each day, human realities, but but we see everything through the prism of Christ, through the prism of his salvation, through the prism of of God's word, word which has been revealed to us. But then the other aspect of this liturgy is not only the light of Christ whom we follow, not only the word that we heard today, but also what follows now is the baptismal gift. We became a new creation. Not only God has created us, but he has recreated us into a new being. And as the, as the exalted say, a blessed sin, which has brought God such a redeemer. This is the only time the church praises sin. Isn't that interesting? We always say how bad the sin is. And today we sing how blessed is this fault of ours because it brought such a great redeemer. Because what happens to us is this, when we sin, yes, we offend God. Yes, it is true. We reject him. Yes, we reje reject his grace. But when we come back, because God has given us his son, when we come back, not only does he restore us to where we were, but he actually raises us to a higher level. This is the reward for our return ba returning back to God. God rewards us. He raises us to a higher level of being. That's the incredible gift of God's mercy. That's the gift of God's love for us, that he does not leave us where we were in our brokenness, in our sinfulness, in our rejections, in our misery, but he wants to raise us up and raise us to a higher level than we were before we even sinned. That is God's mercy. That is God's love. That is why we celebrate Easter, because death, yes, death came to the Son of God 
and yet he also rose from the dead because he has the power of God in him and he shares this power with us. And that is why this portion of our liturgy which will follow is baptism because in, in baptism we died with Christ and with, in him we rise from the dead. So baptism being so important as the beginning of our transformation, forgiveness of sins, regeneration. We become part of the mystical body of Christ by baptism. We become incorporated into his body. We become the temple of the Holy Spirit. We become the tabernacle of God. That's what we become by baptism. Baptism renews, regenerates, strengthens. And this is the, the portion of liturgy that will enter right now is baptism. Although we don't have candidates for baptism here, but all of us, we renew our baptismal promises that we reject Satan and all his ways and all his evil trappings, everything that we get stuck with and we can't see. So we reject Satan, we reject that work of his the empty lies, but also we accept God, that we believe in God the Father, we believe in the Son of God, the Redeemer, we believe in the Holy Spirit, we believe in the gifts of the Holy Church, which God grants to us. That is why this special liturgy is so important. But this the liturgy of today will not end there. Then we'll go into the final one, which is which is the Eucharist. The Eucharist. We'll reenact the Last Supper, and then we will receive the Lord of Glory, who'll come to us. What great grace is there for us today? What a great gift we cannot even grasp. What, 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 what is God who comes to us? What is our Lord, the true presence of Jesus, the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus, our Lord? This is what we receive today. This is the banquet of life. So for this liturgy, the Lord has invited us to come to this garden of love filled with beautiful flowers, fragrance, for the, our eyes to behold and going back into the history of what has God has given to us through his revelation as he revealed himself to us, as he made himself known to us, as he has given us the Holy Spirit so we may come to recognize and understand our life, the life of glory. But the liturgy will be over, but our life of glory will not. The liturgy will be over because we'll go back and sleep and rest. But our life with God will stay and will become fully fruitful when one day we shall share the banquet of glory with God in heaven, in paradise. An eye has not seen, an ear has not heard what God has prepared for those who love him. And we are the ones because we gather here. How great it is, how beautiful it is. Thank you for being here. I know this is the longest liturgy you'll be attending <laughs> because it's not that simple. The Lord wants to really overload us with graces. It's like a truckload of graces that we are supposed to receive and we are supposed to carry it in our hearts, renewed, refreshed, strengthened, uh, becoming more enlightened, becoming more aware of who we are and also our destiny. So today, we sing this wonderful song, Jesus Christ is risen today. Jesus Christ has overcome the death, the sting of death. Jesus Christ has overcome death and all the junk which sin has brought. 
and he's given us life. And just like the ladies today in the scripture, and as you know, and I have to say this, you see how wonderful God is. There's two dimensions of a church, the hierarchical sort of man's version, and then there's ladies' version of the church. The Lord brought him to the cross. John was the exception. They were under the cross. And what happens is they see him first. They see him first. They're the ones. They go to the tomb because they cannot wait to see him. They want to anoint him. They want to be with him because they loved him. And so there they are. They're worried about the stone. Who's going to remove the stone from us? They're worried because they want us strong enough. The stone is removed. Everything is there. And then so that they would not be worried and fearful. The angel says, he's not here. He's risen. And he'll meet you. Go to my other, the male version of us. Go and tell them the road is risen. The Lord is risen. He's not there anymore. And so what Peter does, he heard, he heard Jesus several times. He says, on it, he says, the son of man will suffer and die. But on the third day, he rose again. He rise again. But Peter doesn't remember those words. I'm not going to blame my own kind. <laughs> but the fact is this, he forgot. And so he's worried what's going on. He's worried because what's going on. And what's going on is he runs. In the Gospel of Luke, we see him as running. But in the Gospel, John, John includes because he followed him together. And he walked. And what did he see? Not only an empty tomb, but the wrappings, the shroud of Turin, if you wish. The shroud is there on the side with the face coverings set aside. What does he say? And so what do, we, what do they have? There's no longer angel telling him. The angel told the women, he's risen. But Peter is supposed to remember. And John walks in and says, John walked in, saw the empty two and believed. But then we know that the Lord wanted Peter and the 11 to see him. And so you saw, they saw him that evening. That evening, he came through the locked door where they were gathered there in fear. And, and he said, peace be with you. Peace be with you. I am alive. I'm risen. This is what's waiting for us. That's why we can't be people who forget who we are. The Lord has risen and we shall rise. Our life here on earth will not end. It will transition into life of glory for those who believe. There's a resurrection into life, resurrection to glory. That's why we don't have to be afraid because we know what, what awaits us. The Lord is risen. The Lord has come. He died for us. He rose from us. And so today's liturgy underscores the whole summary of everything that the Lord has given to us in a quick way, reviewing the whole history of salvation from creation to salvation to glory. And this is what he gave, gives us. And so right now, after this, this, uh, this reflection, let, let us once again reaffirm our faith we are. We say to the Lord, I do believe. I understand that you wish to give us 
everything that you promised to give us glory, life of glory, to be to divinize us, and you will. We don't have to be afraid, even amidst all the troubles, all the difficulties. You know, we still have that power of faith which can which can move mountains. May we then today, through the sacred liturgy, be refreshed, renewed, and delight in the gifts that God gives us, especially that we may delight in the gift of his Son and given to us in a sacramental way through the Eucharist. May we become regenerated, renewed, refreshed, that we may be great witnesses of Christ and his resurrection to all. May we be great witnesses of his love for humanity and may be filled with that consolation and joy of knowing what awaits us and what awaits us is life with God, life with all the loved ones, God, life in the banquet of heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.